enhancing. What the fuck is up with my innate need to control everything? What do we actually think we're controlling? Is this a mom thing? Is this a business owner thing? Is this a woman thing? Is this a human thing? Is this a damaged goods? (laughs) Obviously, that's a joke. Um, Persona type of thing. What makes us feel like we have to control and be on top of everything? Because if we're not, it's going to crumble. Is it the fear of losing what we have accomplished or think we have accomplished? Is it lack mentality? Um, throwing a lot of this woo-woo jargon out there, but is it the idea of waiting for the next shoe to drop and that anxiousness just whispering and hovering on your neck and breathing down your neck and in your ear? It's insecurity. How do we become more stable? What makes... What takes that away? What is it we're actually controlling? Because the things that truly... I mean, things matter and they're the little things. And I get that we want things to be the right way. But how much do we actually control? And how much do we actually stress ourselves out? Like, what if we kind of backed off of things a little bit and let them flow in their natural process? And when I say back off, I mean not stress or worry about it, but just do and remove the emotion of fear and anxiety and just do it. Um, sans beating yourself up, uh, negative self-talk, doubt, uh, procrastination, these things. And then we just do. And then everything else is abolished. Is that how it works? And then there's no need to control because the things are just done. Okay. Scenario. Taking a shower. The hot summer day. I started cooking and I said, uh, I need to jump in the shower. Um, midway I said, Hey, can you wash the stove? I need to go to the bathroom and the bathroom. I'm like, I'm just going to take a shower. It's hot. ADHD. Thank you very much. Um, with that being said, I'm in the shower and I'm like, okay, um, don't do this, do this and turn the heat off and remove it. And like, what the fuck are they truly not capable of dealing with that situation yes they are but why does my mind think they are not Mm, do i think they're incompetent they're they're not able who would i say this to who would i not say this to and then it really doesn't come down to that it would just come down to me controlling feeling that i need to it's it's a form of insecurity it's a very vulnerable position i'm in right now and and i'm sure you go through this as well and i say to myself what is it you're trying to secure the fucking rice and the beef and broccoli is not going to be the end of the world if it is not done your way get over it take a shower be where your feet are at that's my thing i tell myself in order to maintain being present be where your feet are at your mind needs to be where your feet are at 
and it's all over the place. And I do this. Why do we do this to ourselves? So I ask you the same thing. When you do this, what is the reason? Why is the reason? What have you discovered that I'm still evolving? Because we evolve. We don't change. We just evolve. And I'll probably talk this out and have a solution for myself. And then I'll revisit it again. But I want to share this with you. Because commiserating, right? LOL. I want to share this with you because I know I'm not the only one. And I know if you're, you may not even be aware of it. Or you may be living with somebody who does this. And you're like, ugh, this is exhausting. And you can't find the right words to it. So I'm just trying to talk this out. Because I'm not the only human being in the world going through this. It's, it reminded me of a situation. I have, I was listening to a story, you know, of somebody that's going through a divorce. Of somebody who's going through a divorce. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants to divorce. Unless it's like, oh, yes, thank God. But you don't set up marriage to get divorced. It's never in the plans. Um... And the husband, as with a lot of my friends, you can see I'm very outspoken. A lot of the husbands um, seem to kind of listen or hear what I say. And then the friendship kind of was like, oh, let's not have my wife go good girl gone bad. It's never that. Uh, I'm very faithful. I'm very loving. I'm very loyal to my partner when I'm in a committed relationship. <clears throat> what what it is is I am always myself, always have been, and that has endeared, that has caused relationships where people really truly appreciate me, and people just despise me, and some people are like, eh, whatever, and that's fine, that's fine. What I'm saying is, some people come to me and just want to vent. Some people want to know what I would do. Some people want to see, hey, I'm going through this situation. You've been through it. It's my second marriage. You've been through it. What, what is your take? Well, the first round is very different than, than if, you know, the second round were to ever happen of a divorce in this time. So I share what I know. Because I don't need to keep those things from, from people. If I went through something, I am more than happy to share that. If it causes somebody else to heal or to be able to process their healing process. We are all, 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 all a whole and interconnected in some way or form. That's why I don't understand um, racism or things like that at all. Because it, it, it doesn't make sense. So we're all interconnected as one. And when, when somebody comes to me, I share that advice and, or, you know, they get a little, a little more, no, I don't want to do that. Or, Hey, you're not going to treat me like that. A little bit more empowered, right? Having you guys have a friend like that, it kind of gives you a little bit more edge and well you don't want none of that happening you know no rise of the women going on in this household know your place um and maybe it's not defined as such maybe it's more of a 
oh, sweetheart, in a compassionate way. But it's still anything that robs you of your independence where you are not 100% and 100% is not a playing, is not a fair playing field at all. I just need to put that out there. It is not 50 and 50. It is 100 and 100. And if somebody is idling at um, 80 or 50%, that other 100 is going to fill it. And if somebody needs to keep somebody idling at 50% to then idle at 100, that is not fair at all. So please run at 100 and your partner should run at 100 as well. Back to the story. She brings these questions and these things and, and I can never tell people what to do. Not my place. I can only share what I know and what I think may be of source, of a, of a good resource. And a lot of times people don't freaking listen. They don't, they don't, they don't, it's not that they don't listen. They hear what they want to hear. A lot of times they come and they want to hear a certain thing. Like, yes, you're right. A lot of times they come and they want to hear like, no, this way or that way. So it's very selective. There's few people that come who are truly open and it's the ones who don't ask, but then during just casual conversations, um, some wisdom might arise or come out. Those are the ones that kind of, well, you know, take the band-aids off their eyes and kind of see things differently. I'm more than happy to share different perspectives um, from myself, from those that have been shared with me, um, and from obviously my, my own experiences, not just this inner wisdom that I can't tell you where it came from. It just is there. And, um, you know, a few days later, a week later, I get some message. Um, you know, the guy's kind of like, what are you putting in her head? Never the case. I, I don't even think I have any electronic communication maybe three times or twice a month, if so. Um, where it's, you know, I don't really see this person. But it's hilarious to me. It's kind of sad. Um, that that this man or, you know, this man cheated on his wife for years. But the woman is ready to leave and this man says, who's putting ideas into her head? And I'm like, buddy, if you do not accept responsibility that infidelity in your marriage for years is at fault and you've been verbally told that that's at fault and you want to blame on somebody else, blame that on somebody else, and you're certainly not at you're not, there's no hope. There's no hope. Like, good thing she's out of there because he's obviously not willing to accept that. Because then that would be like, what's wrong with me? Why the hell did I do that? And sometimes people come into our lives so we can then go through the process we need to go through. As ugly as divorce. To heal. To then find our purpose. But it certainly doesn't start with blaming. And it just wows me to see how many partners maybe men or women alike um where they think that the behavior of their partner is going to be changed or empowered or or that their relationship with their partner is at risk 
um, because of them being independent and empowered or demanding boundaries and some form of respect. It just always, it, you know, it, it brings, it, it's insecurity, obviously. It's insecurity that you can feel that something is ripped from you. Obviously, our partners are their own person. They're not ours, even though they decide to join and be with us. They are not our property. Um, and when they decide to be with us, we honor and we treasure that. And if any time you don't and you taint that, like cheating for years, like demeaning or putting down any effort of them going back to school, losing weight or anything of that, or having any, anything that's not revolved around you, then that, that's going to be, that's going to be on you. That's not going to be any out outsource there that's going to be something that's already in that person that you've been trying to suppress but that doesn't always work there's a limit and people will hit that limit funny thing is a lot of people will not transcend to the next level and they will stay in an unhappy state because it's comfortable no one can make your partner do or say anything as much as you'd like to blame and think that you know, they're stealing their souls and put things in their head. Like, how dumb do you think your partner is? Don't answer that. <laughs> We've seen them in some weak points, right? We've seen them. Um, chicken of the sea. Is it tuna? Is it chicken? I don't know. And these are funny things. These are comical things. But the things with human beings is that our inner truth and our inner voice, when it is in cornered, when it is cornered because we've been hurt, when it is cornered because we've been questioned, when it is cornered because we've been challenged, whether we like that challenge or not, it's going to come out. And there's no friend, there's no book, there's no TV show, there's nothing that's going to have an influence to, to make that better or worse because that's already been, it's already released because of that damage that's been done. Because of the infidelity, because of the verbal abuse, because of the psychological abuse. A lot of women will come out of that. A lot of women won't. They'll fall into depression. They'll start with ailments in their body. They'll start with health declines and issues and gossiping and just these unhappy habits. Weight gain. Um, always running to the rescue to save everyone who's sick and, and always involved in some type of drama. Anything to take them away from healing themselves and dealing with that shit. How did we get here? Because this is how a person evolves. This is just what happens. And there's no controlling it. But the insecurity or the thought process or the arrogance that we have this control over a person, over a place, over a thing is just astonishing. Um, you know, maybe a lot of you have heard in your household or heard growing up is not very nice. But who the hell do you think you are? Right. It's a common phrase growing up um, here in America that that was used kind of keep you in your place male female whatever it is um that shit's gotta go for sure we cannot control everything and i think it would be brave for me to say we do not control anything 
We just do what we have to do. It is not controlling. It is putting one foot in front of the other and doing. It is removing fear. It is removing worry. It is removing stress. And it is taking that first step. As uncomfortable as it may be, it's like... This is for the parents or, you know, if you've been in a room with a child or you remember your childhood and getting a shot and ah, 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 psyching yourself out to the point of nausea and we'll go watch some YouTube videos. It's insane. And then the kid's like, oh, is that not, is that not leveling up? (laughs) Is that not what it feels like when we're like plunged into the situation and we're like, now what? Because we lost control quote-unquote, I did air quotes, sorry. Have faith, put foot in front, one foot in front of the other. And if this voice is like, you're not good enough, who are you? You're not talented enough, no one really cares, that's not going to happen. Okay, that's fine. Thank you for telling me that. I'm still going to try it. And you got you to gotta put that, that voice in its place. You got to just, you know, put it to the side and go do what you got to do. Have confidence. No need for controlling. Controlling doesn't exist. It's a form of violence. It's a form of, of what's damaging this country. The idea of manipulation and control. Worse. Corruption controlled manipulation. Worse. All human beings have the capacity to do that. Some take it overboard. Some do it as survivor instincts. Whatever your need is to control, I want you to look into that. Why do you need to control? Who said you weren't enough? Who said, who do you think you are? Who said you're not good enough? You're not. And then write it out, box it up, trash it. And then get to doing what you need to do and let other people do what they need to do. And then just live your life. I know you want it to be more complicated than that. But it's really not. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk with you guys soon.